This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. As always, we are here to talk about 80s and 90s media. Um, I'm going to plug the email immediately. Do it. Overdue Homework Podcast at gmail.com. There it is. How you doing, Trav? Pretty good, Drew. Pretty good. I am definitely enjoying a day off, as I assume you are enjoying a week off. Yeah, a week off from work is always a good uh, week off. I'm not doing a whole heck of a lot, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It's definitely needed with uh, weather right now. Yeah, absolutely. I shoveled the deck today. Nice. That was uh, exhausting. <laughs> that was exhausting. Come on, deck. I got to go clear off the sidewalk again, because every time the plow comes, oh, it just unfolds. Undoes everything. And then you're on that corner too, yeah. so it's kind of like the convergence of yeah. all snow from all areas. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty uh, infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that snowblower running yet? Yes. All right. Three that's times a, That's already. awesome, snowblower. Got it. At least... At least you're not shoveling it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad. Um, you know what? We talked about this, and we're going to just get right on into that homework review. Right on into it. Um, you can always check out episode 11, uh, which was the original Ed, Ed, and Eddie episode that we did, and it covers episodes one through six. There's a ton more information on there about um, Danny Antonucci, his origins, and uh, just the series in general. So go check that episode out. If you haven't listened to that one and you're listening to this one, stop listening to this one. <laughs> go back and listen to that one. Yeah. And then listen to this one. As so. cool as it is that you're listening to this yeah, one. Yeah, go yeah. Go back. Yeah. Go back and do it. Go back and do it. So that homework review today is for Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Season 1, Episodes 7 through 10. Um, season 1 ran from January 4th, 1999 to June 11th, 1999, had 13 episodes, so that means there's one more episode of this season coming yet. Oh yeah. Created by Danny Antonucci for Cartoon Network, produced by Canada-based AKA Cartoons, and the voices of the Eds are as follows. Ed was voiced by Matt Hill, Double D by Samuel Vincent, normally called Double D, like I just said, he's also an Ed, um, and Eddie by Tony Sampson. Uh, go check out, like I said, go check out that first episode, episode 11, episode uh, covered episodes one through six. All right, so episode seven, seven A, Look Into My Eds, was directed by Danny Antonucci, written by Jono Howard and Danny Antonucci, and is a play on Look Into My Eyes. Uh, this segment opens up with the bus grift. So they've made a bus. <laughs> a lot of cardboard and they're gonna in <laughs> a wagon in a wagon and they're gonna ferry the kids around the uh the neighborhood um isn't it fun riding a bus plank gotta love that planks right in there immediately obviously obviously um the bus ends up out of control because how what else would happen what else would happen <laughs> we need some comedy that's what this show's here for yeah we got our comedy immediately uh women and children first and then with the boys out of the bus that is now crashing, we get Double D saying, I believe this constitutes a refund, Eddie. <laughs> refund, not a refund, because I bet you that wouldn't be any more fun the second time around. No. <laughs> um, Double D's new psychological manual arrives, though, and he's testing the Eds on Rorschach paintings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eddie only sees cash. Cash. Money. <laughs> exactly. And Ed sees... 
buttered toast. <laughs> buttered toast. <laughs> oh, add in the buttered toast. Um, he had to think about it for a while. He though. did, but he came to buttered toast. Yes, he came to buttered toast. <laughs> um, Eddie does shake loose the hypnotizing wheel, and that's going to be the whole crux of the rest of the episode. So it's a very integral part of the episode, and we've just discovered it. Yes. Um, allow me to demonstrate. Ed, you will become what you've always wanted to dream, what you've always dreamed of. It's a dancer. A dancer, <laughs> obviously. Um, I like that uh, Ed's uh, secret passion is dancing. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense, so it makes it more fun. <laughs> I also love when he gets snapped out of his uh, hypnotic state. He just says, ow, my calves hurt. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this gives Eddie an idea. Hypno- hypnotize the kids in the cul-de-sac. Right. So, I mean, obviously. (laughs) And then he asks uh, Double D, uh, have I ever steered you wrong? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you have. (laughs) They come across their first pigeon very quickly. Kevin. Kevin. And Eddie turns Kevin into an ape. Yeah. I like how it it works. He hypnotizes him and says, you'll become what I've always wanted you to be. (laughs) As if Kevin would know that's an ape. That's an ape. uh, Okay. Um, and he tells uh, he tells Kevin to go find the peanut, which happens to be Ed's scalp. So, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. is a great bit, very funny. Um, Ed is, just being an Ed being attacked in the physical comedy that he brings to the episode is always welcome. Obviously, uh, they move on to Jimmy and Sarah very quickly. Sarah turns into a frog and she's eating bugs, yep. which uh, Ed's not a big fan of. No, <laughs> he's going to get in trouble if his mom finds out that Sarah's eating bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy becomes a big muscle man. Give me something to bend. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Jimmy. Thank you. I practiced it a little bit, not going to lie. <laughs> not in front of a mirror, but I did practice it. Uh, Eddie snaps Kevin, Jimmy, and Sarah back to normal. And see ya, folks. I got bigger fish to fry. Bigger fish to fry. <laughs> um, I do love how it is so easy for him to hypnotize everybody just instantly. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I love that a lot. Um, Jimmy, Sarah, and Kevin all look very confused when they're brought back to reality because they have no memory of being hypnotized. Yep. <laughs> On to Johnny and Plank. Hello, Johnny. He says, hello, Eddie. Enough small talk. It's hypnotizing time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he spins the wheel in his hat, and uh, Johnny doesn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it works on Plank. It does work on Plank. What have you done? Plank is a mindless zombie. <laughs> That's a great line. I have a real big uh, like affinity for Johnny. Like I oh. didn't, I didn't in the first six, but these new episodes, I'm like, man, Johnny is pretty genius. He is pretty genius. <laughs> He's pretty He's genius. He's such a good character. He really is. I enjoy Johnny quite a bit. Uh, next, we find Rolf, this time with uh, Ed in control of the wheel. Hiya, Rolf. Hello, fellas. Can I scrub you? <laughs> <laughs> just, I almost, it was it was almost impossible for me not to just, like, directly transcribe every one of Rolf's lines. <laughs> like, I didn't do them all, but I had to, like, the Rolf lines are so, they're so great. They're so good. <laughs> they're so Any great. Any episode that has them in it is just that much better. And these episodes were pretty heavy on the Rolf yeah. for the most part. Um, do you like what you see? What? <laughs> Looking at the crazy circle thing. Are you crazy? It's not working. Spin it, bean dip. <laughs> oh, thanks, Eddie. Oh, boy. Just, uh, it's just a really, I just enjoy Ed and Rolf's, um, interaction in this one. It's like the, 
it's like a meeting of the minds almost. There's yeah. such as like obviously Rolf I think is a smarter kid in the in the neighborhood, but for sure they're on their level of weirdness. They're like right there together, oh, yeah. seeing eye to eye on their two weirdness. peas in the pod. <laughs> yep. When I snap my fingers, you will become a giant man-eating noodle. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I love when Rolf is the noodle. <laughs> he instantly becomes the noodle. <laughs> and he changes him into a giant hairy bat, and then he turns him into a zombie. And, of course, this whole time, Rolf is only attacking Eddie. Obviously. <laughs> because he deserves it. Right. <laughs> he did make Kevin chew on Ed. So. He did make Kevin chew on Ed. And he just makes it stop. And Okay, back to Rolf. Um, in the cul-de-sac now, uh, we get to gre- we get to greet the great Eddie Dini. Eddie Dini. <laughs> so swindle via mind manipulation is his goal here. I'm assuming, which kind of <laughs> works out with Monkey Kevin a little bit collecting the money from the other kids, <laughs> yeah. even forcing uh, Double D to. Uh, to donate the money, which I thought was pretty darn funny. And yeah. Double D's like, uh, 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 okay, I guess I'll put in my quarter also. <laughs> um, but enter the cankers to uh, basically mess up all the plans because that's what they're best that, at. That's what they do. <laughs> it's, it's almost like uh, when they're writing this one, they're like, okay, we have to get the Eds their comeuppance. But how do we do it? Cankers. Yeah. <laughs> Just get the cankers in there. They're not really – they're this episode – and the next episode, well, the next segment, and then yeah, they're, they're not as heavily as involved as the first episode. No, they're definitely the first not. episode of ours. And they're definitely, which is fine. I didn't miss them at all. No. I actually kind of enjoyed just uh, watching the dynamic of the kids in the cul-de-sac instead yeah. of en- entering the cankers. All Less the time. cankers is fine with me. Yeah, that was fine. Uh, be prepared to be mesmerated. No way I'll be mesmerated. I eat my roughage. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a great line. <laughs> Um, and then the mesmerization doesn't really work, basically because of Lee's hair in her way, which went <laughs> in the way of her eyes, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Um, they do end up stealing the uh, the wheel and uh, hypnotizing the Eds and making them their dogs. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Next <They're>, segment. <laughs> yeah. They're obsessed with them. You'd think they'd just like love potion type thing on them, but nope. Nope. Dogs. Dogs, dogs in the front yard. Okay. Throws the shoe at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, kind of a weaker first segment of any of these episodes, if you ask me. But it was fine. It was good. Yeah. Um, our next uh, segment, 7B, Tag Your Ed, opens up with uh, Chunky Puffs. Chunky Puffs. <laughs> chunky Puffs are great. I love Chunky Puffs, <laughs> but I hate Chunky Milk. <laughs> yes. I do hate Chunky Milk. And anytime I think of Chunky Milk, I think of this episode. I will now forever. That's for sure. <laughs> that's going to be one of the first things that I ever think of. Um, Ed says, I know where we can get some new milk. At Rolf's. At Rolf's. It's easy. I've seen him do it. Are you sure about this, Ed? Oh, yeah. I've seen Rolf do it before. It's easy. (laughs) Double D saying, I'm not sure if this is legal. And then Eddie saying, sure. Uh, Cows are public property like trees. Like trees. (laughs) You didn't know that? I learned something new watching this episode. Yeah. Don't take that. uh, Don't take that as a as a real law, kiddos. (laughs) Cows are not public property. They should be, though. (laughs) <laughs> they should be. They should be. <laughs> so, how does this work? Eddie asks. Uh, Rolf did some stuff, and the milk came out. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> it's, it's easy uh, to extract milk from a cow. You must use its udder. <laughs> I ain't touching that. <laughs> um, I don't think I would either. I've never milked a cow. Have mm, you milked a cow, I Greg? Have, <laughs> I have never milked a cow. No, me neither. I don't think I'd ever want to milk a cow. That doesn't sound like uh, necessarily a whole heck of a lot of fun. Maybe I would do it, and I'd be like, wow. 
where has this been my whole life? Yeah. I should have been milking cows for years, I guess. But yeah. I, I doubt that's going to happen. Odds are not in favor of that <laughs> So I guess with the trio now defeated with no milk, uh, they run across Kevin and Rolf playing football. Uh, Double D just reinforces the fact that he is has no athletic proclivity whatsoever. He cannot throw that football back to uh, Rolf and uh, Kevin. Yeah. Double D fails miserably. You throw like a two-year-old. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a two-year-old. You're not even good at you're not even good at stuffing sausages. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives isn't this the episode where he gives one of the best lines ever? Your garden is overgrown and your cucumbers are soft. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. That's a great one. <laughs> Uh, Eddie tells Double D that he does not have to stand for that because he doesn't have to stand for it. Uh, no. You need to get your confidence back, Double D. So it's time for a little training. Training is painful, according to Double D. <laughs> yeah, one punch on the punching bag. Yeah, he can't punch. He can't jump rope. He can't lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess by this time, because the neighborhood's watching him now do his training, he's just been thoroughly embarrassed in front of the rest of the kids. Right. Uh, so what's left to do but to hold a wrestling match to prove that uh, Double D is tough? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, There's no better way to prove no, that you're not a wimp. A public wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that he's the masked mumbler. The That's masked a pretty, mumbler. pretty fitting name for Double D if With you ask With a plunger me. on his head instead <laughs> of the stocking cap. <laughs> the plunger on the head is like a common theme in these episodes. It yeah. comes it comes back a couple of times, which is just interesting. Plunger <laughs> on the head, sure. Took the time to cut the eyes out of it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Plunger yep. on the head. Definitely. Um, Eddie wants them to find a challenging opponent, so obviously it's Plank. Who else would you choose besides Plank? Obviously. <laughs> I really like the old switcheroo that the boys do with Plank and the stump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Plank, you have really let yourself go. No more sweets for you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Plank. It's, it's so, like, I love the... Everybody acts as if... He's a real person. Yeah. I, I just really love that about Plank. <laughs> I do too. It's, there's no questioning it. They never talk about it. It's just assumed that Plank is another person yeah, in the neighborhood. It's never even <laughs> said that Johnny's weird nope. because of the Plank. It's just Johnny and Plank. Nope. I absolutely love that. But now it's wrestling time with, with Plank. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Uh, of course, Double D is afraid of Plank. Obviously. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Why wouldn't you eat that stare he gives? Yeah, Eddie reassures him. He's Plank's just playing mind games. <laughs> but, you know, watch out for the sharp corners. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. watch out for those sharp corners. Uh, Double D does win, but there's nobody there to see it. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. what was the point of any? It wasn't the warm up. There was nobody there to see it. And I love how they all look at the like the bench where the kids should be uh, sitting. And there's nobody there. No it's just there. crickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny does come back to, uh, to get Plank. And he calls them a bunch of phonies. And Plank lost fair and square, right? Get it? Get like, it? Because of Plank. <laughs> uh, but now it's canker time. The cankers canker are there. Uh, you Eds are so cute when you do stupid stuff. I say we wrestle you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how these shows, they just get to the point. They got 12 minutes. Just it, get to the point. Yeah, just get to the <laughs> point. No wasted lines for the most part. <laughs> uh, May and Marie give great purple nurples. Uh, what was your definition as a purple nurple when you were in school? What was your definition? My definition? Like, did you, was that even a thing when you were in school? Oh, like, yeah. Purple nurples? Oh, purple nurples, for sure. So, Just twisting the crap out of your nipples. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I was wondering if there might be regionally or from school district to school no, district. No, no. no it's, yeah, it's, it's T-twisters for sure. <laughs> T-twisters for sure. <laughs> yep. 
Ed does ask what a purple nurple is, like I just asked you, Trav. And uh, Double D says, I think it has something to do with a strudel filling. Yeah, and is he <laughs> trying to sugarcoat it to not worry him? Or there's no way Ed, the smart one, actually thinks that? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe he just doesn't know what a purple nurple is, but you'd think I that guess. he would know. You would think. You would think that he would know. <laughs> That's interesting. Probably just to, like, sugarcoat it for Ed. Yeah, so he doesn't probably. Freak out. That's probably all it is. Everyone from the cul-de-sac is now at the wrestling ring. Please pass down this milk. My cow is quite gorged. <laughs> that is a great line from Raw. That is a great line. <laughs> the kids look disgusted. <laughs> yes, as they should. Um, but it's time for the cul-de-sac uh, wrestling championship. It's the Erupting Eds versus the Calcified Cankers. Calcified Cankers. <laughs> That's a great name for them, the Calcified Cankers. It's yeah. a great name for them. Uh, the rest of the neighborhoods cheer for the uh, cheer for the cankers, not the Eds, which says a whole lot about the Eds, I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, but you know, the Eds lose the wrestling match. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, no one expected anything different. No, they lose the. Basically, if you see the cankers on screen, the Eds are going to lose in some way, form, or fashion. For sure, and that's just the way it is. I don't know if they ever one up the cankers. Nope. I'm not as much of somebody that's watched the show as much as you, but I cannot think of a single time I, where they give it back to the I cankers. can't think of a single time either, unless it's in like the series finale, and I don't remember it. <laughs> in in that wrestling match, though, there was some really like classic Looney Tunes stuff. Oh, right? yeah. Like the the accordion stuff yeah, with yeah. Eddie, uh, Double D, getting rolled up into that ball, and then uh, the Eddie becoming a flapjack at one point. Like, yep, that's yep. just straight out of... 1960s Looney Tune cartoons. Which yeah, a lot I love. of the music in the background sounds similar too. Yes, I love that a lot. The Ed sure showed us. Maybe we should take up basket weaving. <laughs> Thanks, Rolf. Thank you, Rolf. Uh, roll credits. Roll credits. Uh, what did you think of uh, episode seven? That one's a better episode. Well, the second half yes. of that I think is better than the first, but agreed. Overall, if that's the worst dose of the kinkers we get, we're in for a good episode here, four episodes in a row. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you said, that first uh, that first segment was probably the weaker of the two, and I think it's more... It's After watching these ones, it seems like it's almost stylized that way, that the first segment's a little bit lighter, a little bit yeah. easier, a little less serious, and then the second one's uh, second segment's a lot more wacky. Yeah. Which is fine. I liked it. Definitely a good episode. Liked it a lot. Liked it, enough, liked it a lot enough to watch it a whole bunch of times. So it's <laughs> yeah, not definitely. like I was like, I can't do this. Oh, I can't not do at this. all. <laughs> not one. Yeah, bit our bit. version of not like is still. <laughs> it's, still it's still pretty, <laughs> pretty much like pretty it. Pretty high up there. It's still pretty high up there. Yeah, I have zero problem with just binging the crap out of this show over and over again. Me, me neither. Definitely and puts me in like a comfort zone, comfort show type thing I forgot existed for sure. in my life. No, for sure. That is awesome because that's what that's like the object of this, right? Yeah. This whole thing is to like get us back to that that feeling you had when you were a kid watching TV that was just there was no care in the world. Right. It's a pure escapism. Which, Ten years old, nineteen ninety nine. There you go. Right. That's great. So now we get to move on to episode eight, and eight A is called "Fool on the Ed," and that one was written by Joan O'Howard and Danny Antonucci, and it's a play on "Fool on the Hill." Uh, this episode opens up with the boys pranking each other as they meet up for the day, which is pretty funny. I enjoy the slapstick humor right out of the block. Oh, yeah. Um, the engine to the head that uh, Eddie fails, the Ed's, uh, Ed's prank that fails on Eddie, and he turns it around and does it on Ed, yep. which is pretty good funny. Uh, pretty good funny. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> That's pretty good funny. Well, that'll be pretty good funny. <laughs> 
Uh, so the glue prank right after that, that was just like pure happenstance, right? Eddie didn't have the time to set that up. No. No, but it's still funny. The table ends up being stuck to the back of Ed. Uh, the phone ringing at Double D's. What was going to happen if Eddie did pick up the phone? I don't understand what the prank, like maybe a prank call. I, that's all I could get out of it. That's all I could get out of it, yeah. too. But Eddie switches it around down to Double D and tells him that a, uh, it's a girl on the line for him. And uh, Double D gets, uh, he gets glue dumped all over him, goes flying down the hall in some roller skates and ends up flying out the window. So I think there was some escalation there. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Um, and then outside you get the whoopee cushion also that, uh, that Ed sits on as after he flies out the window and then the joy buzzer used on uh, double D apparently though, double D and Ed are just too easy because Eddie says you can prank the whole neighborhood before sundown deal. I want to see it. Yeah. Let's see it. <laughs> There's your premise. <laughs> There's your premise. There you go. Rolf is first. It seems like that's kind of a, a pattern almost. It's almost like they always start out with Rolf. Start off with Rolf. I'm good with that. They must live right in. in Right next to Rolf or something. Right. They just go down the cul-de-sac. I, I, that's one thing that I've never really thought about. Like, how are their houses set up in the cul-de-sac? Who's neighbors with who? Yeah, I don't know who's next to either of them. And Rolf is definitely not in the cul-de-sac. Well, because there's not enough houses in the cul-de-sac. So no. he's got to be like the furthest house, which is probably just down the street or Must something. Must be. But Must be. Yeah, I swear there's only like six houses. So if each of the Eds is one of those three... Or three of those six, then you've got what Kevin, Naz, and Jimmy, and and then Johnny. Well, Sarah and Sarah lives Sarah with lives Ed. With Ed. But then there's Johnny also. So I guess if you count like maybe the, because you're right, it's only one, two, three, four, five houses like that. Yeah, are like they don't the show enough houses to cover all the children. No, they don't. So it must be kids that are close. They do go through that alleyway. So maybe like they do live like a block. That's true. Down or something. They or always like show that alleyway. Behind the cul-de-sac. That's yeah. how they get through. I mean, that's kind of a pivotal point in one of these episodes. Plus the cankers up. are in like a trailer park. Yeah. Close. Which, how, yeah, fairly close, at least if it's bike riding distance, yeah. I guess. So I've never really thought about whose house is who's actually within the cul-de-sac. Yeah. I mean, that's purposely ambiguous, I'm sure. We talked about that too, how those, and we talked about that in episode 11 about how it's purposely flat and stuff because right. what do you remember as a kid from your neighborhood? You you know you just remember the basics, right? So, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Rolf is first. Uh, but no, someone beats them to it. It's the prank master. Prank master. Uh, and Eddie is none too happy about it. He's the king of pranks. He's the king of pranks. <laughs> he's the king of pranks. He makes sure to let you know multiple times that he's the king of pranks. Uh, then the uh, prank master gets Johnny and Plank. That's pretty funny with the diaper stuff with Johnny. Got a good laugh out of that. Uh, at this point now, the boys are worried about getting pranked themselves because obviously who else would be next on their list besides the prank or the, the prank king, king of pranks. There yeah. it is. <laughs> besides the king of pranks. Now, uh, the prank master also gets uh, Sarah and Jimmy and Kevin. Um, so they're next, obviously. Obviously. Right? Uh, the boys are on the defensive. You know, they got their backs to each other. They're wearing the kitchen implements, which is a very, like, 80s movie thing to have the colander on your head and yeah. trying to defend yourself wearing oven mitts and a wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. Uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, they spot the jawbreaker on the sidewalk, though, but they're very cautious of it. Way too cautious. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> Uh, but no, it isn't because Jimmy just slurps that thing right up, which is <laughs> that scene. I was like, that's a very weird way for you to do that. But yeah. that's OK. We'll just go with it. We'll go with it. 
Uh, the ads give each other atomic wedgies because they're arguing about whose fault it was that they actually didn't get the jawbreaker, yeah. which is funny. Got a good kick out of that. Uh, turns out, though, there wasn't a prank master at all. It was the rest of the kids Just in the, the cul-de-sac. What a twist. What a twist. <laughs> I guess he's not the king. He does say, though, you're messing with the king here. Right. Which, nope, you're not the king. You're not the king. <laughs> it's time. For, but now it's time for the El Mongo Stink Bomb. Gotta like that, the El Mongo stink bomb. Did you ever have any stink bombs when you were a kid? Did no, you ever get your hands on that stuff? No. I mean, I smelled a few at county fairs. Oh, and for stuff, sure. But. Um, a friend of mine, Eric, in uh, grade school, we were on the bus, and he's like, look what I have. <laughs> and he had this little red box that had two of these glass vials with stink bomb stuff in it. And then, like, everybody <laughs> ran away from him on the bus because we're just, you know, kids. We're like, you know, six, seven, eight years old, whatever it was. And uh, he's like, I'm going to break one on the bus. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And we're like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Thankfully, it was uh, his, it was his stop, and then it was my stop. So he did it like as he was getting off the bus right in the back because we were all in the back. And I was like, oh, and we all ran up to the front. <laughs> it just smelled like sulfur, just like you know, oh, really bad yeah. rotten eggs. But that was kind of funny. I thought the, that made me think of that time. Yeah. That was pretty good. Oh, man. But this stink bomb is next level. It is definitely next level. The final touch is Ed's smelly socks, so you know it is next level. And it level. disintegrates in there. <laughs> um, obviously, it backfires. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, they it kind of serves its purpose still. It still gets to everybody else. It's, it, it does still end up making the whole neighborhood vacate. So, But they definitely pay the price. They, pay the, the, yeah, they got doused with that first wave of stinkiness, for Oof. sure. Um, Ed likes it because why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> Next segment. Next segment. So episode 8B, A Boy and His Ed, which is a play on a boy and his dog and was written by Jono Howard and Danny Antonucci. Uh, this segment opens up with the Eds building a moat and a drawbridge. Everyone will have to pay to cross our toll moat. It's <laughs> a pretty, pretty straightforward uh, scam that Eddie wants to do. Yep. Uh, it's funny that they stole the water from uh, Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and Sarah's pool. Yeah. Uh, which uh, okay, great, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Right. Ed's the crocodile, which is makes sense and is very funny. It is very funny. <laughs> uh, Kevin gets to be their first victim this time. It's not Rolf, unfortunately. I think a confrontation with Rolf, maybe fording the moat with some pigs or with his goat. Uh, what's his goat's name? Gunther? No, his uh, goat's name is. Can't think of it now. Oh, that's right. But just, you know, charging over it would have been funny. But yeah. No, that's not what takes place. Uh, Eddie tells him, for a small toll, you can cross the moat. Uh, yeah, right. I'm just here to, uh, and then Kevin gets interrupted. Only 50 cents, Eddie says. I was going to give you guys something. Hit the road. I've heard that one before, says Eddie. <laughs> so that just oh, uh, sets up the whole thing for the whole rest of the for episode. For the whole rest of the episode. And then Kevin gets them back with his patented line. You've probably heard this one before, too. Dork. Dork. <laughs> That's Kevin's favorite. Dork. Dork. Uh, and then Double D says, I really think Kevin was going to give us something. <laughs> yeah, lip. That's lip. what Eddie said. Which is <laughs> pretty funny. Um, and then here's Johnny with a jawbreaker he got from Kevin for free. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, we got to find Kevin. <laughs> I still find it weird that Kevin was going to be nice to them in general. Yeah. Even um, though he had an abundance. An abundance of them. I thought that too. And I almost, you know, I almost missed the fact that he was going to give them a jawbreaker at yeah. that time. Because you don't see him in the box. I mean, that would ruin the 
ruin the bit for the rest of the episode, but uh, you're right. Why is Kevin doing this at all? And this box he's carrying can maybe, maybe fit four of those giant jawbreakers, mm-hmm. and he's got like a dozen in there that he's handing out. You know, maybe his dad said, you have to give one to everybody. True. Even the Eds. Even the Eds. <laughs> like, probably. I could see that happening. Oh, definitely. Something a parent would say. Um, Jimmy tells him, uh, tells the Eds that he's got a whole box and he's giving them away and Eds quickly find Rolf after that. One of my more favorite lines from Rolf in all of the episodes. For sure. I'm going to read it verbatim here. Our modern postal system will ensure my relatives have fresh fish for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Licks a stamp and slaps it on the head of the fish and puts it in the blue box. (laughs) That is just the best. I just, it's such a weird non sequitur thing. Like, who even thinks of something like that? Who writes that? That seems, I guess I could see Danny Antonucci writing something like that, considering he thought of that stuff for the Brothers Grunt, which was just very out there. True. Very, very out there. That's true. The Eds do find out from Rolf that Kevin's dad got a new job uh, at the Jawbreaker factory, and his uh, garage is full of jawbreakers. Kevin's <laughs> giving them out for free. Yeah. So now we know for sure that that's what's happening, even though we should have surmised that. Yes. Uh, the, Eds, the Eds do find Kevin, but it's too late. They're all gone. All, all gone. those jawbreakers are all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so naturally, it's time to become Kev- it's time to become Kevin's friend to get jawbreakers from Kevin because that's what a real friend does, right? Try to manipulate them and get stuff. Obviously, <laughs> definitely, like copy their clothes. Yeah. Yep. That's what people like, right? Yep. I do like the line: "Become Kevin's friend." Ed would have a better chance of growing a chin. <laughs> that was a good. That, that is a good, good line. Did you like the uh, sequence in the classroom? I mean, it was pretty when uh, Double D is teaching them uh, how to be friends with oh, Kevin. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty funny, uh, pretty funny sequence, and it really shows Double D like in his element, doing what he likes to do and what he's the best at. So. Yeah. And that um, the other two are literally worthless. <laughs> literally worthless. <laughs> I, I love that Eddie crashes up the paper, tosses at him, <laughs> and then. Ed takes the whole notebook and crumples it up and whips it at Eddie. I like the spitballs too. When uh, doesn't he eat? Ed ends up like putting a whole notebook in his mouth, yeah. and then when he tries to force it through the straw, he thinks he spit out his brain. Yeah, <laughs> that's very good. I like that a lot too. Oh, my brain came out. <laughs> oh, my brain came out. Uh, this is a waste of time, according to Eddie, though. So why don't we just go to the garage and take them from Kevin? Uh, stealing has dire consequences, Eddie. <laughs> dire. Consequences. So at least they didn't resort to crime immediately. Yes. <laughs> like you said, Double D says that they need to dress like Kevin because clothes are a social uniform, showing Kevin we're team players. Yeah, not <laughs> creepy or weird or anything. <laughs> nope. Uh, the Eds do find Kevin, all dressed as Kevin. As Kevin. <laughs> Kevin doesn't care and ditches the Eds. I did like the tongue gag there with uh, basically becoming a, a tow rope and yeah, whipping yeah. everybody around. I got a good kick out of that. We get the cheerleader Eds. They misspell Kevin. Kevin has, has, Kevin has his own sign. Dorks. Dorks. <laughs> and then the cleaning of the chimney. Uh, the Eds offer to help uh, Kevin because that's what friends are for. And Kevin, yeah friends yeah sure (laughs) he definitely sees through their ruse uh the eds do end up helping but it results in the back of kevin's house falling off yeah Yeah. i mean it's not it's uh didn't go as planned no kevin obviously chases them away (laughs) obviously (laughs) but finally the eds resort to crime (laughs) 
<laughs> like finally, we're done with it. Crime time. <laughs> it's crime time. Crime time. Uh, they try to dig into Kevin's garage, but they end up in Kevin's bathroom in his bathtub. Yep. Kevin's got a pretty fancy garage. He does. <laughs> And I do like the line from Eddie. So I guess the jawbreakers are out of the question. <laughs> uh, definitely, Eddie. Yes. Definitely. Kevin pulls the plug and some classic cartoon action. The three of them go down the drain. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love that. Roll credits. Dig a hole, dig a hole. Uh, what did you think of episode eight? That one was good. It was really good. Definitely yeah. stronger than seven. Oh, yeah. That one definitely. was really good. I like that one a lot. I just like the karma of them they finally were gonna get jawbreakers <laughs> they could have just played it cool didn't even need to dig the moat and then they still dug the moat and he was still gonna give them jawbreakers still gonna do it oh, oh eddie, eddie. <laughs> all right episode nine nine a it's way ed jono howard and danny antonucci wrote this one again and that's a play on it's way cool it's way cool it's way cool so at the start of this one, Eddie's alarm is going off at noon. I miss sleeping till noon sometimes. I really, seeing that, I'm like, oh, man, I used to sleep till like noon, one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> oh, man, I do miss that. Staying up way too way late playing too games. Late. Way too late. Uh, <laughs> way too late. That's way for, too late. That's for sure. Uh, the other two Eds are there to get Eddie out of bed. It's Tuesday, so according to the Who to Scam and When book, it's Johnny's day to be scammed. I love that <laughs> book. <the> best. <laughs> if it seems like if Eddie put half the work into scamming, half the work into doing normal stuff with his life that he does into scamming people, yeah, he'd be a great student. Oh my god, he'd yeah. be a great kid probably. You hear him mumble like Rolf Saturday, Sarah Sunday, and yeah, going through. <laughs> Uh, Eddie says, Johnny, Johnny, two by four. Johnny, two by four. <laughs> he gets paid his allowance on Tuesday, so that's why he's the mark. <laughs> so that makes sense, right? Well, it's time to pay Johnny a visit. Uh, Double D says, I don't see him, Eddie. Start searching, Eddie says. Uh, they do find Johnny, and he's on stilts with Sarah and Jimmy. Stilts are the latest fad. <laughs> did you ever have a pair of stilts like that? I did not. Um, so, like... My dad had some when he was a kid, like, and we would play with them at my grandma's house uh, in Fargo when we would go there. They just they were just like long two by fours with a couple <laughs> yeah. other little uh, pieces of two by fours stuck on them. That's all they were. Definitely not safe. No, definitely not safe. The ones that I would go on weren't that tall. It was probably only two or three feet off the ground. It sure. wasn't very tall, but I remember them being really difficult to use and having oh, a yeah. hard time figuring it out. So. For sure. <laughs> whenever, whenever we'd be there in the summer, I'd get them out and like play with them for five minutes and be like, ah, it's not for that. <laughs> Did your dad ever come home like, Damon Drew, let me show you how it's done. I man. believe so. I believe when they got dug out of the first, dug out of the attic, like in the garage the first time, like my uncle Tony was there and so was my dad and they were walking around on them. Like, like it no was, problem. Like it was no problem. <laughs> uh, he's like, we used to have chicken wars on these and stuff. And it's like, all right. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Running the hundred meter dash. <laughs> now nah, that's funny. I haven't really thought about that a lot until right this moment, the stuff that comes back. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Um, Eddie does say though, we know we were just, we just left our stilts at home, just <laughs> completely lying to everybody yeah. because they want to be part of the fad off the Eds go to build their sti stilts. Um, Ed asks, what's a fad? And double D says when something insignificant becomes popular <laughs> <laughs> and then Eddie to really put the punctuation mark on it. Right. And we know the Eds are way insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie's, uh, self-awareness. 
his ability to be self-aware is seriously lacking sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> seriously lacking. Uh, they're still suck. <laughs> and, <laughs> yep, they do. and Double D is really bad at using them. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, they get to the other kids and the stilt fat is dead. <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> what does it look like? We're whiz wazzing. We're whiz wazzing. <laughs> whiz waz, whiz waz, whiz waz. Stilts are so out. <laughs> we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Off the Eds go to join the new fad. Uh, the homemade whiz gear is less than great. Less than great. <laughs> does not work out very well. No, it does not. Um, so they decide to make their own fad because they want to get two fads ahead. Yes. That's the only way you're going to get ahead of the game. Otherwise, they're always going to be playing catch up. So they come up with a few things like uh, a mouth TV. Mouth so, TV. Sure. Choo-choo mania. Great. All right. <laughs> Mailbox head. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Sprinkler head. There you go. Sure. That one seems a little like maybe that could be a possible real fad. Sprinkler head man or whatever. Right. Um, the fan flying. I mean, cool. I mean, <laughs> sure. dice teeth. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Luckily, though, Ed puts them all together to make one ultimate fad. <laughs> and Double T loves it. It was a complete accident, though. So, I mean, that makes sense that it would be a complete accident from Ed because he always has that kind of luck. Right. He always has that kind of luck to advance the story. <laughs> um. So they make it to uh, the other kids, and they ain't buying it. No. <laughs> nope. They just ignore him. Yeah, basically. And uh, Double D and Ed have some uh, serious issues with their equipment that just basically comes apart, shooting them across the neighborhood all over the place and uh, in hilarious fashion. So I enjoyed that a lot. But here comes Naz. And hey, guys, a new fad. Uh, winged cat eye glasses. Yeah, this one makes me laugh the most because they just all whip on their <laughs> glasses, <laughs> blink, and then silence. And then silence. Oh. <laughs> then they're out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. All the kids love it. <laughs> if Naz is doing it, we're all doing it. We're all doing it. Uh, to the Ed's credit, though, they keep with it. They're refusing to give up on the fad that they want to create. Oh, yeah. They keep with it. Um, so now it's pixie wings and balloon fads for the other kids. Yeah. Uh, and then the Eds are exhausted from wearing all that clothes in the hot sun and they want to take a break. So, of course, when they take a break and come back, their fad is now popular. Of course. <laughs> I mean, After what? he uses a can opener to pry his head out of the mailbox. <laughs> right. I literally should have seen that coming. Oh, Because yeah. I didn't. <laughs> and when they came around the corner, I was like, ugh, come on. Of course. Of course. It's a classic gag. It's a classic gag. And then by the time the trio gets back they're with their gear, the fad has already moved on. Yep. And that's it. And uh, these first segments have a pattern of basically having no resolution. Yeah. Whatsoever. Definitely. No resolution whatsoever. No. It's more of like a comment on... Like the way kids are as opposed to a true storyline. Because that fad thing speaks to any kid ever. Uh, obviously. Ever. What's a fad you think of? I mean, when... Pogs is one of the big fads that I think of when I was a kid. Skippets. Do you remember Skippets? Oh, Those uh, were a huge obviously. fad. Huge Yo-yo. Fad. Yo-yo. <laughs> oh, my in gosh. In general. Yo-yo was a fad, the fad that wouldn't die. Oh, definitely. <laughs> wouldn't die. I remember being so stoked when I got my Black oh, yeah. Tornado oh. Yo-Yo. <laughs> and then I got... I swear it was like fireball or something. I had a clear that. fireball. Yeah, clear, and mine was the red on one side and blue on the Ooh, other side. Ooh, <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, man. That yo-yo fad was real. That it was, was real. 
that was probably besides pogs i bet that was probably the biggest fad of my childhood was the yo-yos and that was circle like 97 98 yeah Yeah. it's like the biggest one i can think of that didn't continue into something awesome i would have said pokemon but now pokemon's still huge at this point pokemon seems like it was a fad at the time yes but yeah, definitely. I think of Pogs and Yo-Yo. I'm trying to think of any of the other fads. I I know there was a million of them. I mean, even if you just go clothing fads, were you old enough for the backwards jeans? No. Oh my! With crisscross, you know, they wore their clothes backwards, and backwards jeans at Kennedy Elementary were the coolest. <laughs> like it was this whole thing where like people. I remember kids being like, "My mom won't let me wear my pants backwards," so they would go into the bathroom at school and change their pants backwards when they got to school. Oh my! I never did. <laughs> I was not very comfortable, so I never <laughs> really did it, and I never, I didn't really listen to that type of music as a kid, sure. so I didn't really get the fad at all. But I remember that being. Like a really big deal, people doing it in the bathroom, changing their clothes. Yeah. Uh, that was one that I remember for clothing, for sure. It's a the fads, though. Like, it really, the fads. <laughs> the fads. <laughs> the fads. That is the best part of this episode, though. It invokes you thinking yes. of all those fads. Yes, it does. So now we can move on to 9B, and that's uh, Laugh Ed Laugh, which is a play on Laugh Clown Laugh. Um, This segment opens up with a fake ice cream scam. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Fake ice cream scam. <laughs> it's foolproof is what he says, but foolproof. it's definitely not foolproof. If you're going to make ice cream cones out of paper, baseballs, and glue, I don't think it's going to last very long. And then long. what, like pink paint or yeah, something? Pink said, paint, yeah, pink paint. I mean, it works on Ed. <laughs> Ed likes it. Ed loves it. Ed loves Get it. Get your own. <laughs> so. um, thankfully, though, there aren't any other kids around. No. So where are they? It's simple, Eddie. The kids entered a wormhole, and they're spewed into an alternate universe. Simple. Simple. (laughs) You're simple. You're simple. (laughs) Let's check the houses. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Uh, Turns out the neighborhood has chicken pox. You had chicken pox, correct? Yes. All right. So did I. Now you get vaccinated for it. So no no more chicken pox. No more chicken pox. It's unfortunate. That's like a... Like a rite of passage almost, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess you eliminate the ability to get shingles later on in life, which I've never had shingles. I don't know. Have you had, no, I've, I've never had shingles. Apparently it hurts, so I've never had it. Thank Ouch. goodness. Yep. Thank goodness. Only the Eds aren't sick, so they say, let's do something. Um, Eddie kind of thinks that there isn't anything for them to yeah, do. Yeah, what can they do? There's no one to scam. Yeah, they uh, kick the can. Eddie smashes the can. <laughs> yeah, that didn't take long. <laughs> no. They do some cat's cradle. Obviously, Ed gets tangled up in the string. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. This happens to be the last straw for Eddie, and it's revealed that he is angry and grumpy because there are no kids to scam. Um, With Double D and Ed leaving Eddie behind because he's too desperate for attention, they're like, we're going to go do replace a light bulb. At least that's something to do. You're being crazy. So you can come with us if you want. You don't have to come with. Right. (laughs) But we do see that uh, Eddie has gone crazy at this point. (laughs) Totally crazy. Uh, Double D and Ed need to capture Eddie for his own safety. Um, Eddie's gotten so desperate, he's scamming squirrels, (laughs) which is very funny. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Very funny. Um, I love that Double D has to say, hey, drop those nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Double D and Ed have been uh, unaccessible thus far in their attempts to capture Eddie. It's pretty funny stuff. It's a very interesting angle to have two on one for the Eds. Yeah. It's usually the three of them together. Right. I can't think of any example in these first 
these first eight episodes that we've watched where it's a two-on-one like this. Oh, no. So it's an interesting angle, and it's kind of cool to see the Eds doing a whole episode on their own for the most part. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, Double D and Ed do capture Eddie using a dollar bill <laughs> as bait. Cause, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I love how easy that is, <laughs> too. Super easy. Uh, they trap Eddie in a padded shed, which is funny. Uh, yeah, it's very, it funny. very good. Um, now with the trio trapped in the shed, uh, Double D tells Ed to eat the key. Well, hide it discreetly, which he decides is eating it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they fake Eddie into saying that there's lots and lots of money. Turns out it's fake because Ed drew it all himself. <laughs> yep. um, and that really pisses Eddie off. And that <laughs> brings him back to normal. <laughs> so, great. Great. Perfect. <laughs> that worked out well, I guess. Uh, but guess what? The kids are back outside and the Eds are trapped inside the shed. <laughs> so, I yep. mean, obviously. Obviously. Um, results in Eddie using Ed as a shovel to dig their way out. I'm a good shovel, huh, Eddie? I'm a good shovel. I love that. <laughs> He's, like, using his ear as the part to put his foot down. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, we've talked we talked about it in, in the first Ed, Ed, and Eddie episode, but the sound effects in this, like, the realistic sound effects with the objects that yeah. they use absolutely adds to the bit, absolutely adds to the gag. It just makes Definitely. that scene especially even more funny with the sound of the gravel, dirt, and stuff scraping against what would be Ed's metallic head like, <laughs> yeah. i enjoyed that a lot definitely very funny very a hole roll credits roll credits uh what'd you think of episode nine definitely another good episode yeah that one i kind of just because of how much it makes you think about being a kid i like the first part of this episode better than the second part but. you know i would agree with you i think you could say that the first segment in episode nine is the stronger of the two segments but they're both really good i do agree with you i like seeing just those three as the main dynamic of yeah. an episode yeah that's cool to see that instead of having to play off the whole neighborhood yeah that's cool so nine probably the strongest episode so far i would agree with you eight's a pretty close second place yeah. but i think nine is the strongest of the episodes because it's a unique one for sure like for you sure. said it's a unique one and we're coming up on my favorite one this is your favorite one the, yep, this right. last one's my all favorite. right that's good so episode 10a a glass of warm ed it's the playoff of a glass of warm milk have you ever done that glass of warm milk before bed no so i had never ever ever done it before in my whole life because it always sounded gross yeah obviously desperate for sleep maybe a few months ago i'm like i'm gonna try it i'm out of ideas and it was as gross as I thought it could be. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if it would be slightly better if it was like whole milk or something. But I mean, like microwave skim milk, not good. Not good. <laughs> not good. I don't recommend it. Trouble you for a warm glass or shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What Episode 10A, well, segment 10A opens up with a possible home invasion at Double D's house in the middle of the night. <laughs> so yeah. Not great. Not great. <laughs> not great. Um, armed with a cactus, Double D finds a sleepwalking Ed in the crisper drawer. <laughs> yeah. I love how Ed gets jammed into tiny spaces and comes popping out. I, I love that about Definitely. Ed and his character. Uh, Ed absconds with most, in, if not all, of Double D's food at that point. <laughs> Double D does recruit Eddie to help him wake Ed. Um, and after Ed steals all of Eddie's food, he's on board with waking Ed. Yeah. <laughs> At first, he was really enjoying the show, basically. Yeah. But he's like, wait a second. That's my food. Yeah, Come what on, the hell? Man. Come on, man. Ed is uh, unstoppable, going from house to house, stealing and eating all the food. Eddie loves it, like I said, and he calls it the greatest show on earth. Uh, Ed attempts to eat Jimmy, though, at this point, which is hilarious. 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 They don't even try to help Jimmy. No. They just shut the door. Time to get out of here. That's great. That is absolutely hilarious. 
Um, Double D and Eddie following the trail of food now, foodstuffs across, uh, uh, come across a fully eaten box of bran muffins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this could be dangerous, this Eddie. This could be very dangerous. <laughs> because bran muffins might make you poop. It might. It just might. <laughs> Have you ever heard about the whole, like, fallacy of bran? Uh-uh. Like, it was a big fad in the late 80s through the 90s, the whole everybody eating bran muffins and all this stuff. But apparently it's, like, just as bad for you as anything else. Oh, sure. Might help you, like, poop some more. But you're eating these bran muffins that are loaded with sugar and butter and stuff. So yeah. it's not really that good not, for you. Definitely not. No, I think I've been watching through Malcolm. So yeah. I think of they're trying to get Dewey to poop out a key that he says <laughs> that he ate. So he throws a box of bran flakes on there and says, these are so powerful, Grandma had to eat these in the bathroom. <laughs> like, what? That's so nasty. Well, that reminds me of the classic SNL skid, Colon Blow. That's pretty, oh, yeah. that's pretty funny. Definitely. And then what was it? The colon what was it extra strength colon blow was the other one because there was another box it was like yeah, yeah that was very funny colon blow colon blow. <laughs> uh finally that trail leads back to ed's bedroom um eddie and double d wake ed and their plan is to sleep over to make sure ed doesn't continue to sleepwalk and eat yep. I, great plan guys the way to think about it i guess yeah um <laughs> when they do wake up uh, Ed, he says, I look like I've eaten everything in a five block radius. <laughs> <laughs> you have. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, but quickly thereafter, Ed is up again uh, to go on his sleep eating adventure. Uh, Double D and Ed do nothing to stop. Uh, Double D and Eddie do nothing to stop Ed. No. I, I mean, I don't think they could have. I don't think so either. So, I mean, more uh, just making sure he doesn't hurt himself or something, I guess. Right. Uh, Ed ends up floating away with a pair of undies in his mouth, acting as a parachute. Which okay, great, sure, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, that's great. I do like the like the aspect of this episode with him being like that classic Looney Tunes where you have the sleepwalking guy walking through a construction site, yeah. or like a baby walking through. I love that about this episode because yeah. it's a direct homage to that, and it was a it's a very well used. Um, trope in uh, Looney Tunes. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's appreciated by me for sure. Um, Double D has a plan to lure Ed back using Ed's own stinky shoe. <laughs> yeah, makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Makes sense. The familiar sense of one's personal belongings always makes one long for their natural environment. Thanks, Double D. Thank you, Double D. <laughs> you must be a riot at parties. <laughs> <laughs> I find that line funny because they do everything together. Right, so what do you mean? Right. As if he's partying and you aren't there. Right. That's exactly. <laughs> That's uh, Eddie acting older than his yeah, age, acting right? acting like he's the cool <laughs> one of the three. Yes. Uh, they do get Ed back to his house, but he's grown too large to make it through the window, which is hilarious. Made it halfway. <laughs> he made it halfway. <laughs> he right, made it halfway. Right. He made it halfway, and it was face first, right? Yeah. It was face first. That comes into play in just a second. Yeah. Um, I don't think Ed's going anywhere. We got him right where we want him. Ed Smart. Ed Smart. <laughs> Arguably one of the grossest things in any of these episodes. One of the grossest <laughs> things, and the best part is they are reusing the NOG drink sign they use for the lemonade, and I... they just nail a new sign that says Ed's Mart right over it. Genius. I never noticed that. That's yeah. awesome. Genius. I never noticed that. Uh, time to sell all the food Ed has eaten back to the kids of the neighborhood. 
the food that's in Ed's stomach. In his stomach. The Chunky gr- puffs? <laughs> it comes out coated in saliva. Disgusting. <laughs> the the it, gurgling and the, bubble, and the bubbling. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> At least the box of Chunky Puffs is sealed still. True. Looks like it is. <sighs> but it's still disgusting. And even uh, Double D wretches pretty bad after that one when Eddie goes back for the milk. Oh, yeah. Can't have <laughs> Chunky Puffs without milk. <laughs> <laughs> Next segment. Next segment. <laughs> So segment 10B, Flea Bitten Ed, uh, is a play on Flea Bitten Dog. So some of these play on word stuff aren't that witty. No. <laughs> They're not. I mean, no. it's a play on something at least. Right. This one opens up with uh, Ed's pet boutique. Uh, Ed put the sign on upside down. So what does he do? Flips the garage. Flips the garage, <laughs> obviously. I love Ed and his superhuman strength. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Finally, we get to see Rolf again. Some more Rolf, yeah. <laughs> Finally, That's Rolf. why this is part of like my favorite episode. Uh, we want to clean your flea-infested animals, Rolf. You must be poking my eggplants. What would gi- That would give me more time to watch the curd rise on the cheese of my grandfather's vats. Yikes. That's just the... <laughs> I had to rewind that and re-listen. What did he say? <laughs> that is just a that's a string of words that you could never think of being put together in, no. <laughs> in any way whatsoever. No, um, but he agrees to it. All right, Ed boys. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's what they. <laughs> I love that. That's what he calls them, Ed yes, boys. Ed boys. <laughs> Too many that's in there. Um, the holy chicken shower by Ed had me rolling. Holy chicken shower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Had me rolling. And then uh, Double D tells him to let the chickens bathe in privacy. You're embarrassing them. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought for sure he was going to mess up the contraption, but he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. He just he felt really embarrassed. He's yeah. like, oh, sorry, chicken. Oh, sorry, sorry chicken. <laughs> and then Eddie waxing the pig. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the oinking sound effect. That's the <laughs> That is hilarious. Absolutely love that. Sounded like Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of did, didn't it? <laughs> Oh boy. Um so then we get uh Ed trying to get the giant dirt spots off the cow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one, obviously. And then he asks Double D where's the eyeliner? <laughs> Why in the world would you need eyeliner? Okay, I think the cow is clean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he asks uh yeah, Eddie or Double D asks Ed to clean the bunnies. Turns out Ed is allergic to the bunnies. Yeah. Which is very funny. Well, there's another classic Ed line. He says, clean the rabbits. Those aren't rabbits. Those are bunnies. <laughs> I like that. That's good. I am mutating. I am so itchy. Oh, that's pretty good. He is full on mutating at one point. Um, his allergy to bunnies is pretty extreme, making those uh, hands yeah. and feet grow. That's tough. At this point, though, Ed has swollen up and is now floating away. <laughs> we gotta figure <laughs> out. We gotta figure out what's wrong with Bloat Boy. Bloat Boy <laughs> sounds like uh, like uh, what was it? Uh, uh, shoot from Rocco's Modern Life. Bloaty and bloaty and oh yeah, uh, ringworm and or, uh, wait, what is it? Bloaty, itchy and bloaty? No, nope, it's nope, itchy nope. and scratchy. Yeah. Bloaty and wormy? Bloaty it's, and... It's... God damn. Bloaty and... Oh, boy. Bloaty and... 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 Let me just take a look here. I got to figure that one out. Bloaty and... And... Squirmy. Squirmy and ringworm, isn't it? Squirmy the ringworm. Squirmy the ringworm. ringworm And bloaty the tick. And bloaty the tick. So we figured it out. (laughs) We figured it out. Uh, I had to Google it. 
And it is Bloaty and Squirmy. Bloaty the Tick and Squirmy the Ringworm. Yep. I'm kind of sad that neither of us could pick that or could come up with that one, but that's okay. Too much homework. Too much homework. Never too much homework. Never. <laughs> Troubled teens. Troubled teens. Uh, so, yes, they got to figure out what's wrong with Bloat Boy uh, paging Dr. Double D to surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that uh, uh, Double D. Like, it's a moment of him being vain like making yeah. uh making eddie do his whole title which right. is very funny uh double d confirms the allergy to the bunnies cold cream to stop the itching nope nope talc nope, nope. how about ice yep ding 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 i don't think that's how allergies work but no it's how they work in this episode it is how they work in this episode um we need to protect you from those allergies ed Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. <laughs> it's just such a weird line for him to say at that yeah. point. Uh, the allergy containment center should take care of you, Ed. Bring them on, mm-hmm. he says. I like that. Uh, but Eddie thinks that they've wasted too much time and he just wants to get the animals back to Rolf so they can collect their loot. We got a garage full of bunnies. Seems like Mr. and Mrs. Bunny have been practicing the multiplication table. <laughs> That's a very interesting way to say that they've been having sex. Yes, I, I appreciate that. I did appreciate that. That's <laughs> a very unique way of saying that. Uh, we get that wave of bunnies now sweeping across the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Just hilarious. Love that. Poor Johnny. I'm playing. Just playing in the alleyway. Yeah. Plank, I told you bunnies would take over the world, and they have. <laughs> Lucky we've prepared for this day, huh, Plank? <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious that they have prepared for that. Like That is something yeah. that Johnny has come up with. Of <laughs> course. Someday bunnies are going to take over the world, Plank. I'm telling you. <laughs> Just I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Talking to Plank about this so many times, I'm sure. <laughs> Kevin can't outpedal the bunny tsunami. Nope. Sarah and Jimmy fall vic- victim to the bunnies, too. Look, Sarah, a bunny. That must be Rolf's. <laughs> bunny attack! I liked when they're on the teeter-totter and there's one bunny, then like five bunnies, yeah. and then like 30 bunnies. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. And then we end the episode with the Eds trying to watch TV. The camera pulls back and we see the Eds are on their roof. And the neighborhood is overrun with bunnies while the other kids scream for help. <laughs> Shut up, will ya? Shut up. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll credits. What did you think episode 10? I know you said it was your favorite yeah, already. But... It's it's great, obviously. You get a good amount of Rolf. We get no cankers. No cankers. I appreciate that. And probably just the most laughter for me in that. Yeah. I really like the uh, Ed staying up all night and eating all the food and <laughs> the fact that Double D has a cactus that has a name on it. It's <laughs> yes. named Jim, yes. and he takes a bite off of it. And then when they snap him out of it later, he says, Jim got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, oh, it's just a lot of good Ed in that. Yeah, a lot of really good Ed in that one, especially those Ed-centric episodes are very good. Definitely. They're very good. I know they're all Ed-centric episodes, but, but single D Ed. Single D Ed, 5'9", <laughs> give or take. <laughs> Ah, oh boy. I liked that episode a lot, and I really felt like, for final opinions here, I really felt like the episodes from 7 to 10 really escalated in a cool way. Oh, definitely. They got better every episode. There wasn't an up and down in it. it yeah. 
became more fun to watch them the further you went along with it. They got better each episode. Right. So it was just an enjoyable watch to watch yeah. these episodes. As much as I enjoyed one through six, yes. this was definitely a stronger watch. Yes. More and laughter. Do I remember correctly that like those first few episodes were created and then they were brought back to finish the season because it got picked up for more? I'm not sure. I feel that, like that could make sense though, because it seems like they know Danny Antonucci's got what he wants going right now. Right, it yeah. really feels like they hit their stride. Right, in right. those in these episodes and these four episodes. And um, on a personal note, I think taking a four episode bite out of this instead of doing the last Six. yeah seven or seven, it I'm been. really glad because I these agree. episodes are very strong and fun yeah. to talk about, and it'll make it more fun for people to watch. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'm excited now for a three-episode banger to end that out in the future. Yeah, yeah, and we'll probably come back with maybe some more facts about that since it'll be a shorter episode, or we'll come with something something completely different to yeah. talk about from 1999. Cause for sure. We enjoy that stuff, most definitely. So yeah, I guess uh, with that done, we can transition over to our homework assignment, unless there's anything else that you want to talk about before we move on to it. I think it's homework assignment time. So this one is a listener suggestion. That's right. If you email us and you give us a suggestion, your suggestion will hop the line. You will go right to the front of the line. Right to the front. Right to the front. So email us. So email us. Over to homework. homework podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. So, yep. Thanks, Jake, a lot for this uh, this suggestion. Uh, it's Mars Attacks. Don't forget that. Don't forget the italicized exclamation point because <laughs> yep. it's in everything. <laughs> um, release date was December 13th, 1996 in the United States, which happens to be a Friday the 13th. Nice. Very Tim Burton-y. Very Tim Burton. And at a budget of $70 million, a box office of $101.4 million. That is $192.4 million in today's money. Thank you, U.S. Inflation Calculator. Yep. Not a great take. Not a great take. I'm surprised it had a $70 million budget. That's a big budget. That's a big budget for 1996. That yeah. was before the proliferation of $100 million movies. And yeah. now it's the proliferation of $200 million plus movies. Right. To that worldwide market, you can make billions now in China alone. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, big budgets are there now. Directed by Tim Burton. So, we said Tim and Jim break. Tim and Jim break. So, what suggestion? Yeah. So, this one, just blame Jake. Just blame Jake. Just blame Jake. Just blame Jake. We're more than happy to do it. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Tim Burton. Written by Jonathan Grems. Gems. Gems. Might be gems. Might be gems. Might be gems. Gems. Probably gems. Uh, based on Mars Attacks by Tops, which were trading cards in 1962. Okay, that's super cool. I didn't know that. That's some unique uh, source material for something like this. They, the cards were banned, actually, because they depicted like serious sexual and very gory situations okay some of them had to be redrawn because they were too gory on their first release and then even the redraws got the ire of people in power and they were discontinued and taken off the shelf man so those are probably pretty valuable that's a true collector right there uh produced by tim burton and larry j franco uh, music by Danny Elfman. There he is. Gotta love Danny Elfman. And then, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready for this? I'm gonna take it down to. I'm gonna take it down to Michael J. Fox, and then you're gonna take it from there. All right. All right. Starring Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close, Pam Greer, Annette Bening, Pierce Brosnan, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox. 
Rod Steger, Tom Jones, Lucas Haas, Natalie Portman, Jim Brown, Lisa Marie, Sylvia Sidney, and Jack Black. That's quite the cast. Holy crap. <laughs> that's got, that's it's quite been the cast. so long since I've seen this that I did not remember it was that star-studded. No. Um, so this movie right now is free on Pluto TV. So as of now, when you're listening to it now, it is free, but... Right. Give it a year. It's not going to be free on Pluto probably yeah. anymore. Yeah. So free on Pluto TV right now. It looks like it's three ninety nine to rent everywhere else. I'm probably going to buy it on a disc because probably. I want to add it to my collection because I'm a Tim Burton fan. For sure. So hopefully you already have this in your collection or you are willing to sit through some commercials on Pluto TV for free. Yeah, there we go. I'm excited for that one, Trav. Definitely. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Please hit me with them emails. It's email time. First one comes from having an old friend for dinner, says, I loved Silence of the Lambs episode. I'm curious to know if you guys have seen the next two movies, a.k.a. Hannibal and Red Dragon, and what you guys thought. So, yes, I have seen those two. Uh, Red Dragon was the third one, correct? The third one, yep. And that's the one with Ray Liotta? Yeah. Nope, he's yes. in Hannibal. Okay, he's in Hannibal. He gets his head. Yes. 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 So that scene stuck with me. Yes, obviously. Um, Red Dragon is an interesting, because it goes back, correct? Like, it's, it's someone who is mimicking Okay, him. okay. I've only seen it one time, and yep. it was around the time that it had been released. So I have seen it. Um, uh, Hannibal, I've seen twice, maybe. That's sure. That's probably be the most I've seen that one. Um, so, but I, I remember liking them both specifics. I'm a little bit loose on the, you know, the ideas of the specifics. Um, have you seen the one before that, the one with, uh, the dude from super troopers as Hannibal? No, I haven't either. So I, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah. But how about you? How about you with those? Yeah. I, I like them. I mean, they're no silence of the lambs, no. obviously, no. but Hannibal's better because it's more Anthony Hopkins yes. focused, but yeah, I think that Ray Liotta brain-eating scene is why Jodie Foster did not want to be in the second one. I think you're right. And, man, that dude who he got to cut his face off just sticks with me as horrifying. Yes, and yes. I, I hate that. Yes. So, yeah, they're both good. Um, I think Red Dragon's a little less horrifying. It's yeah. It's more back to more suspense kind of but, yes but yeah they're good for sure they won't be homework no because they were the 2000s. after 2000 yeah, i 2000s. believe i think you're for right. sure red dragon yes so if hannibal's not correct us and email us back i would i think hannibal was like oh two that's what i, I'm, yeah, that's I think my so too yeah uh, next email here comes from not your average NPC wants to know when you make a video game character in any game do you a keep the default name b use your own name C make up a new name every time or D do you have some sort of go to name that you go to when you create a character so it's kind of a combo of using my own I don't keep the default name I try to make the character look you didn't really ask this but I'm trying I try to make the character look like me to an extent sure but like try to make myself look better yeah. than how I look <laughs> yes. so just you know live that fantasy a little bit for sure um, I don't ever use like drew i don't use drew ever sure. for a name unless it's like a dumb game that i don't care about and may never go back to playing again <laughs> i might just go find drew whatever uh but usually i do some sort of variation on drew like drew thomas samos like something something <laughs> yeah. weird you know sure or i do taco t-a-h-k-o 
Nice. Uh, that's, hey, that's awesome. That's perfect. How about you? I usually use my own name. Do you? I usually do Trav. I don't ever do default. No. Obviously. No, 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 no. Always change it if you can. Um, but yeah, usually Trav, or if it's like Diablo and I've had to make a bajillion characters, then it's then it gets hard. Then yeah. you're just making up crap yeah. at some point. Uh, in the early 2000s, I went through a phase of using Hamburger as the name for everything <laughs> where it was like, and I would use, I would spell hamburger with like all the weird characters and stuff like that. Like everybody does. And it was all because of uh, Mario Kart on the Wii where I made a me that had a hamburger head. Nice. So then I would be hamburger nice. and it was always fun when I'd play with my friends and I would always do pretty well with my friends finishing in the top three most of the time. And it was always fun to hear them be like, it hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> That hamburger. That hamburger. Oh, that was just that was worth it right there. I hate that clown. Uh next email here comes from Ed wants to know with my love for buttered toast, I'm curious if you guys were buttered toast kids. Yeah, for sure. Um I was I think I've talked about this before. I, I'm actually a cheese whiz on my toast and bagels and English muffins guy, but yes. Buttered toast. I'm I'm down with buttered toast oh, anytime. For sure. Down with buttered toast. Anytime. Love me some buttered toast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Lauren does the cinnamon sugar. Ooh, I haven't, toast. I haven't done that in years. Yeah, that's her like go to. I should do that. Yeah. Either grape jelly or butter. Buttered toast. Cheese whiz or butter. Yeah. <laughs> so I can definitely relate to Ed with that. Uh, last email comes here from DC Fan Forty Eight wants to know: Did you like Jawbreakers as a kid? Um, sort of. They were okay. They were. I eh. would really get bored with them and start trying to chew on them way too early. Way too early. And uh, if I was able to make it through it, then I would chew it all up. But otherwise, I would spit them out and a lot I'd, of times. I'd also say I had zero interest until Ed, Ed and Eddie in <laughs> Jawbreakers. Honestly, that piqued my interest. Interesting. And one funny thing I forgot to mention that I love in the episode is that. When Jimmy puts in a jawbreaker, I love that his braces expand to the size <laughs> of the jawbreaker in his mouth. Speaking of his braces, in the episode, the fat episode, when he's on the stilts and the stilts get caught in his in braces. His braces. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Uh, horrible, but hilarious. Very horrible. That wraps up emails, so thank you for listening. Thank you for emailing, Jake, and thank you anyone who's emailed us. And please, if you haven't, or even if you have, email us again at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Whether you want it to be a question we read on here or a topic suggestion, make sure you check us out on Twitter at Overdue Homework or Instagram slash Facebook at Overdue Homework Podcast. And as always, don't forget to tune in to the next exciting episode of the Overdue Homework Podcast.